In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is Dear Orlando Ledbetter with the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the 23rd episode for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Today we're going to look at the Seattle Seahawks, the Falcons' upcoming opponent on Monday Night Football. We'll see John Gruden, Lisa Salters, and Sean McDonough calling the game on national TV. This one has major playoff implications on Monday Night Football with the Falcons chasing the New Orleans Saints at 7-2, the Carolina Panthers at 7-3, the Falcons coming off their big win over Dallas are 5-4. Out in the West, Seattle is chasing the surprising Los Angeles Rams. Seattle is 6-3. They uh, are chasing the Rams who are 7-2. After a 1-2 start to the season, the Seahawks have won five of their last six games. Okay, when you talk about the Seahawks, everything kind of starts with their quarterback, Russell Wilson. Former University of Wisconsin and North Carolina State quarterback out of Richmond, Virginia. He runs the ball. He's their leading rusher at 51 rushes, but he's most dangerous outside of the pocket. Kind of playing some playground ball a little bit. Uh, Coach Quinn talks about there's two plays. There's the first design play, and then there's the second play when he gets outside of the pocket. What they've done in the past to Russell is they just tried to contain him in the pocket, not really go after him. And they've been able to shadow him at times with linebackers. Back in the old days, Sean Weatherspoon would shadow him. And uh, he's on the team. Deion Jones shadowed him at times last year. So Russell Wilson, the plan for him will be paramount for the Falcons when they play the Seattle Seahawks. All right, the running back situation. Seattle's used five different running backs this year. They just called up Mike Davis from South Carolina, the former uh, Stevenson High product. They've also used Eddie Lacy, Thomas Rawls, Chris Carlson, and J.D. McKissick, the player who was cut by the Falcons uh, last year, one of the last cuts. They had a great preseason. They placed C.J. Procise on the injured reserve yesterday. So their running back situation is uh, something they've been trying to improve on. Carson, is I think he's going to be out. He had a major injury. They're saying he can come back from IR. But he's a kid from Parkview High. He originally signed with Georgia. Didn't get in. Went off to junior college and then ended up at Oklahoma State. A bigger back, a hard, hard running guy. Uh, but, uh, I don't expect to see him, even though Coach Carroll said he might come back this season. Maybe uh, if the two teams meet in the playoffs, we'll see him. The Seattle secondary is in, is in a state of disarray. 
Richard Sherman is uh, out with the Achilles heel. He'll be replaced by Jeremy Lane, whom they tried to trade at the deadline for Dwayne Brown. Uh, Jeremy didn't pass their physical, and then they had to send him back. Then Seattle sent them some compensation. So uh, he'll be starting, guy that you tried to trade. Earl Thomas, their fine free safety, has a hamstring injury, uh, but he's missed the last two games and is expected to make it back for for the Falcons. Strong safety, Cam Chancellor had a stinger in their last game, a Thursday nighter against Arizona, and uh, he's trying to make it back. So three-fourths of the Legion of Boom, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, and Richard Sherman uh, may not be there against the Falcons, and uh, that could be uh, problematic for Seattle. Good thing for the Falcons. Earl Thomas is going to play, according to Coach Pete Carroll, and uh, uh, Cam Chancellor, they got to manage that stinger because if you keep, you know, re-hitting that thing, it could be a reoccurring injury, and that could be detrimental for their season there. So they got to nurse Cam along, may not see him, which would be great for the Falcons because he's a big, big hitter back there. Okay, this series here, um, Seattle holds a 10-5 advantage over the Falcons in regular season, but the Falcons have beaten them twice in the playoffs. Uh, last year, of course, 36-20 to in the divisional round, and then in 2013 on that Matt Bryan field goal at the end, 30 to 28 to go to the NFC Championship game. So, uh, the Falcons and the Seahawks know each other well. Of course, you know, Coach Quinn came from there, uh, a protege of Pete Carroll, and he, and the both teams play the same cover three defense and, uh, really try to hit you and get after you though. But the Falcons have hoped they've turned things around after their uh, kind of average first half of the season. They took it to a Dallas Cowboy team that was playing without their star tailback, Ezekiel Elliott, and uh, had problems at left tackle with Tyrone Smith out. But that's what good teams do. You take advantage of a bad situation of another team and, and really put it to them. The Falcons didn't do that earlier in the season when, you know, they had a Buffalo team that – I don't know if they had their full attention and ended up losing to Tyrod Taylor. And we've we seen, uh, you know, Buffalo get off to a good start, but we've seen that wasn't a very good team. And we see what Miami has turned into. They've uh, uh, certainly have some great players on that defensive side of the ball, but the Falcons had no business losing those two games. And now uh, they find themselves in this situation where they're chasing uh, the Saints in Carolina. Saints have won seven in a row, and, uh, uh, you know, one thing, our buddy Pete Prisco was on the radio uh, in town today, he's uh, down in Jacksonville, covers things for CBS Sports, he's looked at it, and he's not too impressed with the Saints, and the fact that, uh, you know, they've beaten some pretty bad quarterbacks, but that's what good teams do, you jump on the bad teams and take care of business, and the Saints, after their 0-2 start, they've certainly done that. And also, Carolina, we saw them on Monday Night Football just hammer 
Hammer boat race. The Miami Dolphins up out of Bank of America Stadium. Cam was running around after first downs. He had almost a hundred yards rushing. Uh, you know, it was reminiscent of the party they had up there on the Falcons in uh 2015. So uh he's found some some things on offense. Uh they got Stewart rolling. McCaffrey's doing very good. Looks like he's uh liking um Devin Funches as a uh main receiver. So uh and Greg Olson is is coming back after the bye week here. So the NFC South is going to be the best race in the playoffs. The Falcons going to have to play some some better ball. They certainly turned the corner against Dallas. Uh still need to eliminate the penalties. Had a Another interception callback. I think it's the fourth of the year. I think it's three interceptions and a fumble recover where they had turnovers and had to give them back because there was a penalty on the play. We'll go back and nail that down. That's a good little stat to, you know, move forward with if they uh, keep piling those on. But, uh, again, you know, this is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We're going to wrap up the 23rd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We just did a little uh, review of the Seahawks and what the Falcons will be dealing with when they go out to the Pacific Northwest on Friday. They'll practice out there on Saturday, chill on Sunday, and get ready for the 12th man and all that noise at CenturyLink Field on Monday night. Well, we'd like to thank you for subscribing to the Bowtie Chronicles podcast and downloading it on iTunes and our various other uh, apps. Uh, you can also go to the new AJC podcast page to hear the Bowtie Chronicles. Take care and have a great rest of the week and get ready for some Monday Night Football. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.